to today's episode of Lead This, a co-hosted interview-style podcast built for leaders and aspiring leaders who need practical help and encouragement for the challenges they face. Led by career coach Lisa Adams and Dr. Seth Stone, leadership development expert, together they bring you engaging guests and thought-provoking leadership discussions. Now, let's dive into today's episode. So, hey, Seth, how are you doing today? I'm good, Lisa. How's it going? Great. So, hey, audience, it's just Seth and I today. We do not have a guest, but we wanted to follow up on a conversation that we started a couple months ago. I actually had the privilege of interviewing Barbara Beck in uh, February, and it was a great episode. And we really talked about being a new leader and integrating into the organization. And and Barb had some fantastic tips for us. And one of the areas that we talked about in that episode was leading, managing up, Mm -hmm. really, and and working with your managers and being able to communicate effectively upward. And that was one of the key aspects that Barb had brought into as far as a new leader getting into the organization. And we've gotten some really good feedback on that and some good questions since then. And so Seth and I thought it would be a great opportunity to continue that conversation and address, you know, some of the issues and some of the questions that kind of came up from that. Definitely. I was was kind of bummed I missed that. I think I had the plague when that day or something. You were very sick that yeah, day. so <laughs> you but, were not allowed in the studio that day. No, no, you all would have thought it would have been terrible. Um, yeah, you know, I as I got a chance to listen to that after you guys recorded it, and um, yeah, there's just some awesome, awesome content mm. in there. But but to your point, we did we got some good questions on managing up, and mm. I think it's a it's a. I don't know. It's it's in some circles it's become sort of this clicheism yes. thing, and in other circles people are like, "What are you talking about?" Exactly. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, like that's just, is why that do just I care? One of these funny, fancy business terms people like to throw around. They don't know the meaning of. Um, but there is some significance to it, right? Yeah. Um, so probably what we want to do is let's let's start by defining it and kind of expanding on that a yes. little bit. So what are what are some thoughts? I mean, what's the first thing for you? You've done so much consulting and coaching. Mm. When it comes to managing mm. up, what does that what does that mean for you in your experience? Well, you know, I I worked with so many you know middle level managers that have a hard time setting priorities. They might even have their scope of their job and the work that they do at their organization might be so huge. And they don't know how to clearly communicate it to their VP, director, senior VP, mm-hmm. EVP, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so I coach them on a regular basis. I even have a few of them in my mind right now of really opening up that communication and explaining to that VP or that EVP what are they doing? What is the scope of their work? Mm-hmm. And also just to um, really give that leader an idea of what happens in their world on a more regular basis. Yeah. Perspective, you know? right? Perspective, yep. right? From the trenches. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and that's when I think managing up, I'm really coaching many of my clients through how to effectively communicate well with their leader. Mm. What do you think? What yeah, have you seen? No, I mean those those are absolutely true. I mean, I I work. I'm, I'm doing. I actually work for, uh, in addition to some other things, obviously. But I, I work for this startup, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and my reporting relationship is directly to the CEO, right? And so I, I told him we were having a, a conversation, actually through text message the other last week, just about some you know kind of some nuances, things that were going on with some vendor supplier stuff like that, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I said, do you want me to handle this? And he said, no, I'll handle it. I said, you, you got to understand where I'm coming from. I report to you. Right. And so what I'm, I, I'm, 
I'm here to protect you as much as anything else. Good That's point. part of my job. So, okay, you could say in that case we're, we're saying leading up, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a senior leadership team. Right. But it's, the principle holds true for managing up. I mean, good employees going to want to protect uh, the, their their boss, their manager, right? That doesn't Good mean point. that doesn't mean filtering information, though. Yes, there's a oh, huge difference. You just brought in two points that we can really, really unpack here: um, the filtering piece and protecting. Yeah. Let's start with protecting. So, I mean, protecting. I think it's it, you. You see these relationships. Um, kind of unfold in organizations. Sometimes it, it happens just by the nature of the reporting mm-hmm. structure. Sometimes they take a much more organic um, form, mm-hmm. right? Uh, neither one is wrong. It just kind of depends on the culture of the organization and um, really what's culturally accepted, right? Right. Um, but th- there is a, g- a good employee going to want to protect their leader, protect their manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that comes in different forms. That's not physical protection, right? I right? was going to say, let's define that a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's making them not look bad as much as it's making them look good, right? Very um, true. Don't throw them under the bus. Ooh, bad. Um, I mean, there's, there's a number of elements that, you know, it, a lot of times people lack... People don't know what they don't know, right? How right. many times have we said that? Uh, so you us. get, you know, if you work for the VP in operations, the marketing team isn't getting the full scope of what you guys got going on. Right. The accounting department doesn't have the full scope of what you guys got going on. So they see they see your VP from one angle, mm-hmm. their angle mm-hmm. in terms of how they have to engage with him or her, right? Right. So they have a certain perception of that person right? from how that person carries themselves, but also how their staff reacts to them. Exactly. Right? And that may or may not be a good perception. So sometimes, right. you know, again, that person, you're in the trenches, right? You're the employee you're a manager or even right. a director reporting to that person, um, sometimes you have to help people reframe their perspective. Yes. Right? Because right. your VP doesn't have time to come down and meet with all those people to say, hey, actually, no, it's, it's more like this. Right? Right. So that's that, That's what I mean when I say protect. Yeah, and I think protect, too, comes to mind for me is um, thinking of that VP's intent. Because sometimes it could be misconstrued, and it's not that you are trying to cover up for them. Right. You really are trying to edify them, that this this VP is amazing, and they're doing really great work, and they have great intents here, and we want to get some good work done, mm-hmm. right? So, um, And also kind of carrying their message. So again, that's having that good conversation, good two-way conversation between yourself and your leader to be able to understand what their message is and how that message can be carried throughout the organization, right? right? Tearing down silos. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're in a way, uh, and, and all that assumes, by the way, that there is a, there's been a clear mission and and, you're, and that leader has set clear vision, right? Correct. I mean, we're making that assumption we here. We are making that assumption. Um, which should never necessarily be assumed, but that's okay. Uh, we've talked enough about mission and vision in, yeah. in other episodes, and I'm sure we will in, in, at other times too. But it's basically when you distill it down, you're talking about internal PR sometimes. Yeah. That's what it is. Absolutely. That's what it is. Absolutely. And not to say that that should be exclusively the job of and and that, that the way that relationship works, but it, it happens it, a lot. It can help. It, ha- it happens it a lot. It can really help. Because also um, – if we think about what value do you bring to the organization, right? Um, so managing up or, or working better with your leader going up is never having them be caught off guard, 
Yes. Right. So yes. and some of that's protecting them, but also some of it is fully informing them of what they need to know so that when they walk into um, a meeting, a press conference, yep. right? we yep. can see all kinds of things going out in our culture these days right now. But um, they're in an executive meeting. And if they don't have all the facts that you haven't given to them, that's a problem. And that looks mm-hmm. badly on you. It mm-hmm. looks poorly on them. Mm-hmm. And if you make that you you help them be fully informed and they look good to their peers and their leaders, then you look good to them. Right. Right? Yeah. T- typically, right. I mean, again, if, assuming it's a healthy working relationship, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I thought about this as you and I were kind of talking through this episode and wanting to expand on this subject. The times I've ticked my bosses off the most in mm-hmm. my career yeah. was when they got mm-hmm. blindsided yes. and it could you could directly tie it back to me. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. Those are painful. Those are painful. So I, I, great learning (laughs) lessons, and and you know, part of youth to be certain. But um, you know, there is it's and 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 that's where the whole filtering thing comes in, right? Mm. Um, You know, your your VP doesn't want to know, or your boss. We keep saying VP, but let's just say you know your boss, boss. whatever. Um, You know, they don't want to know everything you've done Mm. from 8 o'clock in the morning till 6 in the last week when you guys get together for your one-on-one meet. Right. So there is an element of filtering, but, you know, it's what do they they need to know? Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure if they need to know it, give it to them, and then they can filter it for themselves. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So uh, uh, trying to take – that's the wrong kind of initiative, in my opinion, when you're trying to manage up. When you're trying to filter information for the boss – Right. I, I think I think that's the wrong kind of initiative. Right. And if you're filtering, and, and you're talking about as far as if you're filtering to say, well, they don't need to know the exactly. A, but they need to know B and C. Right. Right. When really they need to know A, B, and C. And it's up to them to decide whether they don't need A. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. But keep it high level. You yeah. Know? And then when they want more information, they should They'll be able to ask, ask it. it. They'll mm-hmm. ask you. Absolutely. So, all right. So we talked about um, protecting and, you know, bring adding value and also, you know, careful to filter. Yeah. Right. Well, I think there's there's one more piece, mm-hmm. too. And and I don't know. Some people might disagree with me on this, but that's fine. Um, Feel free to write in. <laughs> Email us, Liz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell me how wrong I am. Um, I think there's a... There's value in managing up in change initiatives throughout Mm -hmm. an organization. Mm -hmm. If there's a known needed change, but for whatever reason, leadership isn't really championing that change. Which has happened. It happens. I've I've seen that probably more often than not. Yeah, it happens regularly, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody knows it's the elephant in the room, right? Right. And, but, and, and. You know, the water cooler conversations are we we know we need to change this. And and most of the time we even know the direction we actually need to go. But for whatever reason, that action is not coming from the top. Right. I've seen very, uh, you know, successful, I guess you could say campaigns almost where that starts, that change mm. initiative starts as a grassroots effort on lower levels of the organization. And they're actually able to influence up. So in that sense, to me, they're managing up, right? And and that's how the the change actually um, gets traction yeah. within the organization. So to me, that's a that's a it's a link to managing up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So so we brought up, you know, what is it? <laughs> We've right. A couple different aspects about it. Why is it important? You just mentioned, you know, change initiatives. 
supporting their leader. Also, um, it gives you it gives you control, I think, if it you're does. managing up. And and this is where in some of my coaching conversations, I, I bring it to the point of being able to have that regular conversation with their manager and be able to say, this is what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. These are my priorities. This is the priorities I have my team working on. Mm-hmm. Are you bought into this? Is this the same priorities that you want me working on? So it gives some level of control yes. when people feel that things are out of control. That's a good point. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree okay. with that. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I wonder how often, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, but I wonder how often leaders stop to think, if I create a culture where managing up is is something we practice, What's that going to do for our employees? Mm. Do you think a lot of people are asking that question? Because I don't. I think most are not even thinking that at all. Right, because we're not thinking from the employee perspective, right? right? No, no, but what would that do? It would empower them. No doubt. Right? They would feel encouraged, empowered that, oh, I have a voice? Are you kidding? Really? So, um, yeah, that's really, really important. I, I think managing that gives you that control, but also empowering your employees yeah. to give me information. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're going to, the more empowered they feel, the better they're going to feel. Yes. About not only about what they do, about the reporting relationship, the organization about as a the whole. organization as a whole. Absolutely. Absolutely. They'll feel that it's, uh, it's engaged. They'll keep them engaged. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and continuing to move, want to move initiatives forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a, I guess you could say a psychological element to understanding, mm-hmm. um, who you can do that with and who you can't. Good point. <laughs> because you know, I'm not I'm not an advocate mm. of, of uh, corporate leashes, so to speak. Right. Um, no, you know, no. I, I ever like to say to someone, "You have this much freedom, and and then you're going to feel the leash tug, and that's right. that's the end of it." No, I, I actually, Mm-mm. you know, I, I come from that philosophy. I want you know, I just want people to run and achieve their <sighs> full potential. But the the reality is 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 you get some people who are not capable of being in management positions. Who, when you empower them too much, they take a little too much liberty with that empowerment. True. So what do we do? How do we, I guess, how do we assess for that? What are we looking for in employees to give them that freedom to say, basically, you're a good candidate for managing up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I think some of it is kind of training them what's the big picture. Mm-hmm. Do they understand what the big picture is? Do they understand what the vision is? Yeah. Do they understand really how does management work? Mm-hmm. Right? Do they yeah. have absolutely no concept of moving to that more conceptual side of the house, that more strategic side of the mm-hmm. house? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think being able to manage up effectively is understanding that bigger picture so that you can give the appropriate information right. and have that appropriate kind of conversation, carry yourself in a certain way as well. That's a Even good point. Even your presence, mm-hmm. right? Your executive presence or lack thereof, which I've seen a lot <laughs> lack of. lack thereof, indeed, yes. <laughs> seen a lot of that too. Um, but to be able to know and be able to, to how teachable is this person, right? Yes, so, that's so another big one. So if we go all the way around, um, how do I teach somebody to be able to manage up more? Yeah. Um, and I think I have practiced that and I've coached a lot of people in practicing this through delegation, different various 
projects. So give this person a, a tough project, but you know that they've got the skill set to do it. Mm-hmm. Empower them to own it right. and run with it and see how they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and you could do the same with managing up. Mm-hmm. Empower them to, hey, you know what? At this next executive level meeting, I'm going to have you come in and I'd like you to give our whoever yeah. um, so much information about your world. Good. And you've got five minutes, 10 minutes. This is and, and give them some guidance and then see how they do. Nice. Right? I like that. I like that. And one of the things you mentioned in there, too, that I think is, is worth me throwing in there. Because you said make sure they have the skills, right? right. And you, you empower them. But the, the that leader needs to make sure they have the right resources, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Nothing That's their more, job. Nothing more frustrating than you say, I'm I'm empowering you as an employee, oh. but I'm actually going to handcuff you in the process. Oh, but sorry, you can't have that resource. <laughs> uh, right, right. And so it's like it's yeah. almost like you, you're dangling that carrot and saying, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just. Oh, that, exact that, opposite re- Reaction. Yeah, and yeah. and that that those are the types of uh, situations that create organizational trauma in a sense uh, with an employee. That's the type of baggage they'll take with them to the next job. Oh, totally. Th- those are those are detrimental experiences. So yeah. I just I, I wanted to. And that's when that I get people on. that are I'm working with from the job search side of the house going, oh my goodness, I was totally their self confidence just totally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at the bottom. So we've got to be conscious as leaders about how we empower our people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think to to the to add on to that, um, I, I think that was such a good answer to, you know, how do we identify these people mm-hmm. who, who have this ability, who have this capability? I would also, and I, again, I'd love to hear your thoughts here. I would, I would argue too that it's also a, a character issue. It's a character mm. assessment because, to me, if you're really going to manage up effectively in the ways we talked about, in terms of, you know, um, providing value to your manager, helping them not get off guard, protecting them, that mm. internal PR, making them look good when they, you know, when they deserve to look good, uh, that takes a servant. Yes, that takes a gen a someone mindset. someone with a servant's heart. I think mm-hmm. that doesn't mean a pushover. Right. Uh, that doesn't mean they're literally waiting at the person's feet. That's not what we're suggesting at all. Uh, but really, when you look at the 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 foundational elements of the of the theory behind servant leadership, mm-hmm. that's you, you kind of need to have elements of that spirit to be able to manage up. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, especially if if you have your um, leader's best interests in mind when you're protecting them and and um, and helping to support them and mm-hmm. always asking them, what can I do for you to help you, right? Yeah. But yeah, you have to have a different mindset and attitude. And if you don't have that attitude, don't do it. It's kind of like when I say, Such you know, if we're, managing, if we're managing people, we have to care. Mm-hmm. If we don't care, don't manage. Right. Don't even be there. Just be an individual contributor. Do your thing. You'll you'll still bring value, but don't throw. Don't just don't. Yeah. Throw it. Well, I mean, how many people get into management because there's a pay raise? Oh yeah. And that's the Definitely. driving. If that's the driving reason, don't don't. You can do it different ways. You can. You can absolutely be an individual contributor and still increase your income. And the attitude thing is so important, and that's actually going to help us pivot into the last part, which is some practical yeah. things that we want to give people mm-hmm. the, to, to you know to be able to, to practice this. Because we're all about practical. We are about practical. I mean, I, I love theory as much as the next person, but we got to really be able to apply this stuff. But when you talk about attitude, um, it, it reminds you know people are going to figure you out no matter what. Oh, so it's it's. The attitude is everything. So don't bother doing it if you don't have the right attitude for it because people will get people will figure it out eventually. Uh, they can don't. read right through the yeah. the stuff. It might take them right? six months, but they'll read through it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The authenticity, you've gotta be you've gotta be real with it. If mm-hmm. you're not, forget it. It's just it's 
Yeah. We talk about different generations. Uh, um, I think in our conversation with Brittany, yeah. we talked a little bit about the millennials. And I really, it's every generation. You it can kind of see when somebody's being uh, inauthentic and not real and just they're giving kind of catchphrases type of answers yeah, and yeah. yeah just don't even go there or even if they're, being, if they're being cordial they might you, you can very clearly tell internally they're flipping you off right yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. so <laughs> totally <laughs> um <laughs> so let's 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 get to those now what yeah. are some of the practical elements for people to to really effectively practice this thing we're calling managing up um, I, I mentioned, and you and I were talking about this earlier, you know, good questions, yeah. asking good questions mm-hmm. to really understand what does this leader need? Yes. What can, and where can I help fill it? Yeah. Right. Where can I fill a need? And you have a good idea in there, but you can always say, you know, I think I, I feel like I can help you here mm-hmm. because I have this skill. Um, or, um, as you're managing up asking good questions again, here's what I've got on my plate. Here's the priorities that my organization or my team has, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Leader, is this in line with what you are looking for? Right. Not just speaking up all, you know, Rambling, yeah. Um, asking good questions. That's right? a good one. And that what else is, would you add? Well, to that piece, I would say there's an element of being really actively listening, actively listening. And those two things sound so simple, but the no. reality is they're actually quite difficult because what happens when you go? You have let's say you meet with your boss weekly, right? You prepare, and you should be, by the way. You, and you should be if you're not. So tell tell them that you need more one-on-one time. Unless you really don't like your boss, then go look for a new job. Um, <laughs> and then call me. I'll help you. Yeah, Lisa will, Lisa will coach you through that. Um, but, but listening. So No, but it's, it's so the, 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 the listening and the asking questions, it's hard because what do you do when you get ready to go on that meeting? You're putting all your stuff together. You're right. going in to review things. What do you want to do? You want to look good. You want to impress your boss. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't, there's something wrong with you, yeah, honestly. Exactly. But you want to impress them. So you're more focused on you. Mm-hmm. than them. From the second you walk into that meeting, that's just a natural human tendency. So for us to kind of shift our mindset. You have to fight it. To, to, yeah, just to fight that, to say, okay, no, all right, I, I'm going to get my agenda out. We're going to do what I need to cover and what's being asked of me to present. But I want to make sure I'm asking him or her the right questions so that mm-hmm. I'm being the right type of support they need. And I'm going to be listening for key words and pain points that come mm-hmm. out and ask, hey, how can I help with that? Is right. there anything I can do uh, to take some of that off your plate to maybe alleviate some of that stress for you? Um, I mean, it's it's not easily done, but done well in practice, it's invaluable. Yeah. And it's an art. It's oh, it art. is. It is. You it know, is. Asking good questions and listening well, it's an art. But, and it takes a lot of practice. And it does. But you know what? It's so worth it. I mean, we're not, that's one of the things in school or whatever you're raised, you're not necessarily raised to listen. Like, we're no. Not, you know, there's few people, those that are in the counseling area or whatever, have, have been professionally trained to learn how to listen. Yes. Right? But most others haven't. So it really is a practice and um, to be purposeful and just even remind yourself, okay, I've got to listen. Walk in there. I'm going to ask these good questions and I'm going to just sit back and listen Mm -hmm. and listen for some themes, listen for some ideas. I would go as far as to say we've actually been – most people have been professionally trained to talk about themselves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So – If we talk social media, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's true. It's It's very true. But it is – it's a worthwhile discipline Mm. to get into. And I I say that very tongue-in-cheek, by the way. But but really, I mean, people are – 
we, you know, we kind of tend to be a little self-absorbed by nature, but oh, it's yeah. so worth the it's so worth the effort and the practice to do that. So th- those are those are two really good ones. Mm-hmm. What's another one? Um, I would also say um, go the extra mile. We talked about you know mm. that that attitude and that mindset, but put in the extra work. Yeah. It goes a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're being paid for this, right, and then you need to do some extra work above that, okay, you know what? Do it because it stick, it stands out. People pay attention to that. Right. They really do. Right. Right. And do that smart because we're not by any oh, stretch of the imagination yeah. suggesting you all of a sudden turn into some corporate slave. We're not. That That is not what we're promoting. But, Never. you know, really sometimes, I mean, you do that in your relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you go the extra mile for your spouse. Mm-hmm. You'll go the extra mile for your for your best friend. You spend more time at work than you do with a lot of those other people that you will go the extra right. mile for. So if you have that, if you have a healthy, functional relationship with your boss, why wouldn't you go the extra mile for yeah. him? It, it, it actually just makes a lot of good sense. It does. So. So it that's does. a good one. It does. What else would you add to the to our practical list? Um, the communication. Mm. The communication just has to be it has to be ongoing and and regular. That can take a lot of different forms. You know, different relationships have different communication needs. Right. right? Um, I would never suggest you know rely solely on email and text message. But no, um, I'm thinking face to face. Yeah, regular face to face time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even if you can't because of the way the company structured, you know, jump on Skype once every two weeks. If mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is, uh, just make that, make that time to connect. And if worse comes to worse, use the telephone. Cause I mean, at least hearing someone's voice, oh, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's value in that. I mean, there's yeah. more value in seeing facial expressions and, and really being able to have that kind of engagement. Um, but do whatever you can. That, that should be, it should be ideally once a week. I think so too. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be It doesn't need to be long. Doesn't need to be long. If it's uh, once a week, thirty minutes, forty five minutes, my one on ones used to be forty five minutes. I mean I have a one on one now with my current boss and it's about forty five minutes to an mm-hmm. hour. Yeah. Um and we do a little chit chat there too. But um but we, you know, hammer through all of our projects and well, move and, on. and yeah, and and again, it doesn't have to be long. At the yeah. end, so at the end of every week, I do uh, for for my boss, I do a, a status report. Yep, me too. Right, and so mm-hmm. they get that for me uh, Friday afternoon. I actually, I I, I have to say, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna just open up about something here and be honest. I started doing those kicking and screaming because it not kicking and screaming because I didn't want to do it, but I was just I'd never done that before. And I'm like. But we talked about all this, no. and and it's I've actually found it to be so incredibly valuable. It's this brain dump I do at the end of the week, and um, it's valuable information for him. It's a wildly valuable recap for me, and then actually our our one on one meeting time mm. it, it's not it doesn't have to be three hours no. because we've you know we've exchanged some of that stuff, and so even if it's. 15, 20 minutes. Hey, let's just catch up. What's going on? Right. What's exactly. what's happening in your world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have found it hugely helpful, um, and I, I'm laughing that you were kicking and screaming with that because in some ways my most recent time that I was shifted over to doing a status report, I kind of went kicking and screaming as well. <laughs> but when I had um, managers reporting to me, that was one one of my prereqs for them mm-hmm. is here's a status report. I actually created the report for them. It was very basic and just said here's the framework, here's a template, fill it in, and I want it you know two hours before mm-hmm. we meet every week, mm-hmm. and um, and this is what we're going to cover plus some other things that I want to cover and any questions you have. And that was 30 minutes every week. Yeah. And it helped to prepare me 
to know what they were talking about, where was all of our projects, because it's all in my head anyway. So if I see it all on paper and I know exactly where they are, then I can come with very specific questions. We don't have to go bullet by bullet. And I can say, okay, so can you tell me about that particular client and what's your next step with this? Or what about that conversation that you had this Mm -hmm. week? Tell me a little bit more. I want to understand that. So when I go up to my leaders, I can address that. Um, So it saves a lot of time, as you mentioned. Yeah. It's really, really helpful. And I do that now. Like my my meeting this morning was um, basically going project by project really quickly. But because I had it in writing already, it helps keep a check on me so Mm -hmm. I don't miss anything because I'm... I can be spacey on details. So it keeps me on track and keeps, um, but then it also informs my, my leader of, you know, what am I working on? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you with yeah, the details. I, I'm administratively stunted. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that phrase. I might, you like I might that? have you to can, take you that. You can borrow that. You can borrow that. Just quote <laughs> me when you tweet it. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. And the thing is with this, you know, something like a status, it doesn't have to be complicated. <clears throat> no, it's really easy. My, the one I do it literally, there's, there's four, four pieces, uh, need to know. Yep. For discussion, challenges, what are you celebrating? That's Perfect. it. And I thought about it, and I'm like, that really covers the gamut, yeah. right? Um, yep. And it's so just we sometimes I think we make those things more than they have to be. Oh yeah, no. But it just it's one more way to help keep the line of communication open. So that's that's good. Yeah. Those are three really good ones. I'm going to throw out one more before we close. So yeah. we got four nice good points for people to take away and uh, try and apply. But where's the being flexible, where's the value in that, Lisa? Mm, um, let me tell you guys a story. So um, I've had a couple leaders over the time that I've reported to that um, had kind of this knee-jerk reaction all the time. I don't know why I use that phrase a lot. But it was constant as far as, okay, today we're going to do this. Oh, no, tomorrow I want you to shift your priorities this way and that way. So it was a constant thing. And that's actually why I learned how to manage up because mm. I just couldn't handle the knee-jerk reaction every time. But when I go in now and I say, this is what I'm working on, and then I ask good questions and I listen, right? I ask good questions and say, is this in line with what you want me to be working on? Mm -hmm. My flexibility part comes when they say, yes, but I need to have you shift this. Um, I'm going to take you off this one project and put you on this other project because that's where I think you can add more value. Okay, great. So being flexible nice. and not being so locked into, well, no, I own that project. <laughs> right, right. Which, how no. many people do that? I mean, that's a that's a stay in your lane, right? You hear that, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. No. So those are those are really good. Mm-hmm. So we got four four key takeaways. We talk about good good uh, questions and and listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about you know re- meeting regularly and open communication. Um, we talked about the attitude and and you know being flexible, going the extra mile. Absolutely. Oh, really? You don't need an advanced degree to apply some of this stuff. So. We've been going for a while. We're actually out of time. Yes, but we are. Um, send us questions on this. We want to hear what your thoughts are. We, we want to hear more. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see. You, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. We want to connect with you. Check out leadthis.us where you can see previous episodes, get a preview of what's coming, plus access some helpful resources. You can email us at connect@leadthis.us with your questions, comments, or even topics you'd like to see us address in future episodes. Finally, remember to follow us on Twitter at Lead This Podcast. Thanks, and we'll talk to you again soon.